0: You're listening to DA Rockstars Podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. Well, hi guys. Welcome back to the show. I have a special guest from Golden Proportions Marketing on the show. Zanya, will you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Zanya Winans. I am the founder and owner of Golden Proportions Marketing. We're a dental exclusive marketing agency.
0: Which is really helpful because if you guys know anything about marketing for a dental practice, it is a totally different animal than any other website. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It it truly is. And I have the um, unique privilege of being married to a dentist. So we speak this language literally like 24 seven, he comes home, we're talking dentistry. I'm at the office, we're talking dentistry. So it, it lets us kind of have a really neat insider's view to everything that um, goes on in a practice.
0: Okay. So let's say we have a, a listener right now who says my office doesn't have a website. how, 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 um, common is that for dentists?
1: Now, um, thankfully, thankfully it is a lot less common than it used to be, but not having a website's kind of like not having a phone number. Um, I mean, I don't know the last time you went to the yellow pages to look something up, you went online and you looked for whatever it is you're searching for. And the only way you're going to find it is with a website. So if a doctor doesn't have one assistance, you have a unique opportunity to bring your doctor into the 21st century.
0: Okay, so with a dental, a dental office website, what are like some common themes that you see um, with like the, the higher end websites? Like with video and I mean, do they have like the little chat bots? I mean, what's like the ideal website for a dental office?
1: So there's a couple of really cool things you can do when you're developing your website. Um, and, And the first one is making sure that it's a website that you as the dental assistant or the owner of the practice, whoever's listening, can actually have some control over updating because it's not difficult. It's literally no different than working in a Word document these days. It's really, really simple. And that gives you a lot of flexibility. So you want to find a company who's going to give you a website that lets you have some editing privileges. But then what actually goes into the website is just as important because if your website doesn't convert, you know, someone's going there and they see something, they're like, eh, it's okay. They're going to bounce back to the search engine and start over. So you want to find things that will engage them. So video is one of the biggest. Um, People are really lazy. Nobody wants to actually read anything anymore. They just literally want to click a button and hit play and watch it. So you can do everything from like answering FAQs and giving them a tour of the office and explaining your philosophy and having patient testimonials. The videos are, are huge. And chat, I mean, I don't know about you. When's the last time that you went onto a website and had a question and didn't just immediately look for the chat, right? Yeah. place you go.
0: Yeah. Cause it's how many clicks to get to email?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, it's funny because I'm um, working on a lecture for this week and I was looking up some statistics. It takes 17 hours on average to respond to email two hours on average to get a response on a Facebook messenger and only two minutes to get a response on chat. So that's where everybody goes. They want immediate response.
0: Right. And, and the cool part about dentistry is we kind of already know exactly what type of questions patients ask. Do you take my oh, insurance? Sure. Uh, you know, are you open on Saturdays? Uh, do you do cosmetic work? Like, there, I mean, it would be pretty easy to narrow that down to like the top 25 questions.
1: Yeah, exactly. Think about it. Just start making a list every time you hear that same question from a patient over and over and over again. You just start writing them down, make a list of all their FAQs. And then grab your iPhone and start recording some videos, like little 60-second clips explaining what this thing is in really patient-friendly language. And I tell you what, people are going to look for that on your website before they even pick up the phone to talk to you. If you can address their objections and and answer their question really quickly, there's so much more trust for them. They're going to be more likely to make an appointment, actually.
0: Yeah, it makes sense because, uh, you know, you've already, and that's I hear that in any medium is, you know, give away some stuff for free, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's just an answer here and there or a little bit of advice, like I would already be committed to you because you've helped me in some way, shape or form. You've helped me. Well,
1: and that's all marketing's really supposed to be. And marketing isn't like sales. It's just a way of solving somebody's problem, helping them find the answer to the thing that they're looking for. So if you do it right, you're going to have their trust and they're going to want to come see you to solve their problem, which is something cosmetic or functional or whatever else it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So, okay. So in my practice, we're getting ready to revamp our website. Okay. Okay. What if instead of having, like, I'm just asking you as advice, hopefully you give this to me at at no charge. Um, So if, if I instead had like, instead of a photo of the team member, would, would you advise that maybe I do a quick clip? Like instead of having a still photo, have like a little video profile of, hi, my name's Barbara. I, I'm happy to serve you with any of your scheduling needs. So (laughs) (laughs) if it were you Rhonda, yes. A million (laughs) times. Yes.
1: However, um, I'm sure you've seen there's quite a few people that are a little camera shy that that might not be their go-to. If you have a really outgoing team, absolutely do it. Just make sure those videos are compressed so they load really, really quickly. But if you don't, I think a photograph of the person's okay, but I like to see the photos really personal. Not just this boring headshot against a backdrop. I want to see something that's interesting to you in your life that's going to become like a conversation piece when I finally come in and I get to meet you in the office.
0: Yeah. So becoming familiar. Exactly.
1: It takes people's anxiety down a level when they see that you're you're just a person. You're not a uniform with sharp instruments.
0: Yeah. And that's why I really, really enjoy when I do go to a dental website and they have the tour of the office because it feels like you've already been there, even though you've never stepped foot into it.
1: Exactly. And the same thing goes with like a video of the doctor and the team. Again, if you've got a really friendly team, because now you see they're just people. They're just someone you can have a real conversation with. They're not speaking in you know, impressive clinical terms, trying to intimidate you. They're just people who want to help you get
0: healthy. I love that. I love that. It's okay. Do, do you recommend... Like if say a dental practice has, you know, they utilize Instagram and Facebook, maybe another like LinkedIn, do you advise that they link that to their website?
1: Um, oh, absolutely. So you mean like their personal profiles on
0: LinkedIn? No, just like their social media presence as the clinic and then having it feedback through the website. So it's constantly evolving with your, whatever current content you have out.
1: Well, it depends on um, how you do it. That used to be really popular for a while. Like if people had Instagram, they would kind of almost have like a a camera feed at the bottom that would show any new pictures that went up. Generally, most websites have a link out to the social media as opposed to showing the social media content on the website. But you can do that with reviews. I mean, there are. APIs, which basically let you kind of take any review feed that you have, if you have like bird eye or swell or something, and every new review that populates is going to show up on your website automatically.
0: Duh. See, that's priceless. You're combining them. I mean, because people, and that's, that's saving a click, right? So they don't of have course. to go and get your social proof. It's literally right there. You're like all proud, standing tall, showing off like how much people love you.
1: And the more detail that people can put in those reviews, the better. Like, I love it when they can actually name the team members who did something to help them. But it's just, it's so, it shows that there's personal involvement from that team member. And it's not just the same boring, old oh it was a nice visit and they charged my insurance and I got in quickly. It's like, what's the relationship that got built here? Because it's the people that make the difference for the visit. In the end, to a patient, a dentist is a dentist is a dentist. They're choosing you, not what your clinical skills are.
0: Right, yeah, it's true. They don't know the difference between a really nice margin and an open contact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As long as I've been doing it, I still don't know the difference.
0: (laughs) So, Zanya, with Golden Proportions Marketing, like, what do you do? Like, let's say a dental office comes to you, what's like the first step?
1: Um, Great question. So what we do, we are a totally full service dental marketing company, which means that dentists, just like my husband, um, who say, okay, I need some marketing for my practice. And I don't even know where to start. They typically call us and we take a look at everything that they have been doing. We look at their website and their social media presence and any other advertising they've been doing and what their brand looks like. And we say, okay, this is good. What goals do you want? Um, You know, what do we want to accomplish here and then we put together a plan and we will help them develop that plan. We've got this really amazing team of graphic designers and copywriters and web developers and marketing specialists for online and social media and pretty much everything. So it's kind of nice, especially when doctors dump all the marketing on their poor teams, that there's just one person to call who already knows everything.
0: Wow. You know, I, I, I can attest to that because, um, you know, as a dental assistant, I'm a huge advocate for other dental assistants to taking on certain marketing tasks for the practice. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that there's a lot of room for growth for the DAs, um, and doing responsibility, but you have to do a lot of homework. And, and when someone first told me, Hey, you know, what's your SEO look like? I was like, uh, SEO, what could that stand for? smiles, enhancement operations. <laughs> like, I, you know, it's all lingo that we don't know because we aren't, you know, coders.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know, there's some incredible free continuing education online. One of my favorite websites, and they have literally dozens upon dozens of totally free courses that are really easy to do, HubSpot. Um, Anybody can go to HubSpot and just look at their resources tab and they have courses on Instagram marketing, on how to set up email marketing, um, how to do SEO on your website. There's a million different free trainings online that'll make you a much more educated resource and a whole lot more valuable to your doctor if you know what's going on and you're not just listening to what someone on the other end of the phone's telling you and assuming that they're right and they're leading you in the right direction.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, and so, um, what kind of tools are out there to, I know ROI is hard to do, right? I know. Or is it, is it not hard? I don't know.
1: Well, (laughs) ROI. so, (laughs) So most practices, they measure their return on investment, um, by just asking the patients that came into the practice, how did you find us? And that leaves out a lot of important information, like all the patients who might've called and gotten voicemail and then hung up or the patients who called and didn't get scheduled because because you didn't participate with their insurance or whatever it is. So to really truly measure ROI, you have to use call tracking numbers on everything. I'm a huge proponent of call tracking numbers. You use a different phone number and it forwards right to your main office number The patient doesn't know the difference you don't know the difference when you pick up the phone but it captures that phone call and then we have software we I built this years ago because I'm just I I need to know what the ROI is it connects to the practice management software so I can say this phone call came from this website and it matches this patient record who has this much treatment plan um, case acceptance revenue then you get your true ROI. It's not a guess. It is dollar for dollar numbers. It makes it that. really easy to see what's working and what's not.
0: Yeah. And you know what I love when I do look at my, the tracking on, um, on our, what is it called? It's that thing that's on the website and it redirects them. So if they go to another website, then your ad pops up What's that Um, Retargeting. Retargeting. I love it because then you can see, you know, how many people clicked on there and then how many clicked the call. Like, I love showing that off to my dentist. I'm like, look at this, look, you know, from that one little ad we made. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. I mean, it proves that what you recommended to somebody actually made a difference and really worked. And the same thing is behind your site. Everybody has or should have Google Analytics on the back end of their site because it's kind of cool. It actually tells you what the people who are visiting your site, what they're interested in, which isn't always what people think it is.
0: Well, like it can tell when they scroll over something, right? Even if they don't click it, if they just hovered over something for amount of time, it charts all that.
1: Well, it's not doing that in Google Analytics. That's heat mapping. Oh, oh, heat mapping. Heat mapping is um, another really, I know there's so many layers to the technology, (laughs) crazy, but heat mapping, and there's a bunch of different software. I like Lucky Orange. It will literally capture and record a video of each person as they are scrolling through your site. You can see where they're coming from. You don't get their name. It's not quite that creepy, but you can see like if they hover on a button and they're trying to click it, but it doesn't click. So you get a confused and frustrated user. So you know to fix that. Or you can see, ah, uh, they're only spending a second on this page about implants. And what they really care about is the history of the practice and the biography of the doctor or whatever it is. So you really learn how to like change your messaging to be what they care about because they've already showed you that.
0: Wow. So, okay, I guess here's another question. How many sub menus is like the ideal? You know, so you have the home page, and then you have that little bar and it says meet the team. Um, contact the office, services provided, like how many are those subcategories are recommended?
1: In a perfect world, you are literally no more than one click away from anything that you need to get to on the site. At best, two. people don't want to dig through layers. Um, So if your site is set up that you have to go to the About Us page to then click through and see team bios, It'd be better if they were all part of that same drop down menu, but that's the most you want is two layers to your navigation
0: that's interesting that's good to know what, because what we you think no, it was I'm curious <laughs> we know a lot of dentists that you know love bells and whistles, so if if I can have fifteen different um Options. I want 15 different options on there.
1: <laughs> oh no, that's how you lose your user. That's actually one of the worst things you can do if you want them to stay on your site. They need to be able to get around intuitively. Think of it like, do you own a Macintosh or a PC? PC. Okay, well, once you convert to Mac, which my team finally made me do years ago, you'll get the concept of intuitive. It's just like on your iPhone. Like you don't, you, It doesn't come with instructions. You just sort of know what to do and where to go and you intuitively figure it out. Your website should be like that. They should just sort of know how to get around and what you want them to do when they're on your
0: site. I love that. And there's a science behind it, right? I mean, we all know that people have a variety of actions, but you know, like Manal Sampat, she put this picture once and it was like, how to design a piece of content. And in the middle, it says, your viewers will look here first. Mm -hmm. Then they will look here and after they're done that then they'll look here like knowing and and you know Like Google has all those tips like people like the color blue certain fonts that almost everybody favors like those are the pieces of science that would go into a really well-designed website, right is is knowing what the general public Finds appealing and then you know it making it your own from there well,
1: yeah, I mean there's standards and best practices um, it it's so easy, I think, for dental practices to get caught up, like you said, in those bells and whistles. The I, I don't know if you remember, I mean, this is, I'm really dating myself now, but like 20 years ago when flash was the big thing and people wanted their logo to be a bouncing ball that went across the screen and had all this animation and cool stuff going on. And what they found out is Doctors loved it because it looked pretty and it looked slick and it was great to show off to their friends when they were at a trade show. But the user hated it, absolutely hated it. And they finally learned that it's not about what they consider to be interesting and cool, that it's giving the user what they want quickly and easily and sometimes less flash is more.
0: Yeah, that's why Apple, I love Apple or even Nike's In some of their campaigns, it's so clean. You know, it's just like a black or white backdrop and their logo.
1: Exactly, it it focuses you in. Like you said, there's a science to it. It just focuses you in on exactly what action you want them to take next.
0: I love that. Okay, Co. let's go ahead and talk about Google AdWords because I know there's a lot of dental assistants that have heard this before. What is a Google AdWord?
1: So let's say you're online and you're doing a search for dentist in, uh, I'm going to say Chicago because Chicago is a big market and you're going to get what they call the SERPs, the search engine results page, which is basically just whatever the results you're going to get when Google brings up your, your listing there. And at the top, there's going to be four, um, different it'll look like they are a result, but they're just an ad. And the only way you're going to tell is it has a little green symbol that says ad next to it. Most people don't even notice that. And then underneath you have the maps and then you have the organic listings. So pay per click is basically a way to guarantee your position at the top of the page. And if you're in a big market like Chicago and you type in dentist in Chicago, what do you think the odds are if you're like a new practice or even a practice just that's been around for 10 years, what are the odds of you getting to that number one spot? Yeah. Goose egg.
0: Zero. And well they say that if if you, um the people go to the second page of the Google search to die or something like that.
1: <laughs> Actually the joke is what's the best place to hide a dead yeah. body? Page two of Google. <laughs> so pay per click basically like gets you past all that so that if you're buried somewhere on page two, three, four you can pay for guaranteed results to be up at the top. It's totally worth it.
0: Yeah. that makes so much sense, especially if you are, um, you know, growing your practice or like you said, you're a new practice. Like these are the things that, you know, are worth their weight in gold, right? Especially because everything, everything's online now.
1: Well, they're worth their weight in gold. Yes. But here's a really good point. The people that are clicking on a pay per click ad, they are ready to take action now. They're not doing like investigative homework of, you know, what constitutes a good dentist. They are looking for a particular service. So those people are ready to buy. So when those calls come in, you have to be ready to take the call and you have to know how to answer their questions because they're shopping. Therefore, they're going to have a whole lot more questions than someone who's been on your website and checked you out and really likes you. And they're kind of a little more ready to just, yeah, give me an appointment. The pay per click people are a different brand of consumer. You just got to be ready for them.
0: Gotcha. That's good. really good advice. <laughs> so, okay, let's see. I've got so many questions. Oh, okay. Um, um, okay, mobile friendly websites. Okay, what's the number of dentists that haven't converted their website to mobile friendly?
1: You know, I actually don't know that statistic off the top of my head. I ought to. (laughs) I don't think there's a website built today that isn't already mobile friendly. The question is, how old is your website? Because if it's more than like five years old, it might not be automatically mobile friendly. I mean, come on, when's the last time you went onto your phone and you brought up a site that you had to like pinch and expand to see anything? (laughs) First thing you did is hit the back button. This is baloney. Start over. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Rhonda out it's too much work
1: <laughs> exactly we are lazy I'm telling you people are lazy the easier you make it for them so they don't have to actually do any work the better
0: and <laughs> it's so it's so true it's so true um okay so let's say you're a dental assistant who is listening to this episode and we're speaking your language you have a dentist with an outdated website Um, there's literally pictures of their, uh, like staff that no longer have been employed at that practice for multiple years.
1: Oh, I see that every day.
0: (laughs) You're ready to take charge and be like, okay, doc, let's, let's have a meeting. Let's make this happen. Put me as your POC. I know there's opportunities for us to grow, you know, just by starting to make sure that our social presence and our website presence and our, all of our business aligns so that we can start growing. Like, how do you approach that? What was, what was... Like the advice that you'd give to me? I absolutely
1: love assistants who take charge like that because doctors have got so much on their plate and they need to delegate. They've got smart people like you guys. So, the first thing that I would say is you have to do a little bit of homework. Um, You want to look for dental marketing companies and see examples of their work. I am amazed, I got to tell you, Rhonda, I'm shocked. The number of dental marketing companies that don't show examples of their work on their website. I mean, are you gonna hire somebody to build you a website if you can't see what they do? That's crazy. So do your homework, look at, I don't know, probably a half dozen different places, and then go with your gut. What looks like and feels like the kind of presence that you want for your office? And then set up a phone call for you and your doctor and that company and just have a whole list of questions. You should know, what does it cost? Am I leasing this website or do I own it? Um, Can I edit it? Do I have to write all the content? That's surprising to the number of people. A lot of times, um, these website companies will tell the doctor to write the content. That's crazy. They didn't go to school to be copywriters. That's why you have people who do that. The point is to delegate. (laughs) Exactly, the point is to delegate. What am I paying you for if I have to do all the work? And then just it's marketing companies, just like anybody else that you work with, it's a relationship. You have to like the people you work with because this is kind of a long-term thing. It takes a little while to build a site. So you don't want to just do it with whoever is the cheapest, but then you find that your rep is changing every six weeks. I've heard those stories more often than I can count or it's some junior person who's just been hired and has no idea what they're doing and they're just plugging in, you know, blank fields, doctor's name goes here. You need someone that you're actually going to feel like you can trust that you're working with together.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I love that. Cause I always feel like a team when I'm talking to, with, um, with our operations manager, uh, you know, it's like I get, Oh, her name is Corey with a K. (laughs) Every time we have our monthly, we have a quarterly and monthly call and I'm like, okay, so tell me what I've done good. And then tell me what I can do better. You know, as far as, you know, what can I update now? You know, and it is, it's a relationship. I mean, we're constantly communicating and you know, whenever like last week I was like, okay, I want YouTube ads, help me get there. (laughs) It's like, what do I got to do? <laughs>
1: well, and that's really what it is. You should have a resource that anytime you have a question and there are no dumb questions, you just call them and say, Hey, can you help me with this? Uh, that's one of my favorite parts of what I do is that I've been doing this for so long. I've been married to a dentist for 26 years. So I literally like, I have been there, done that, heard and seen everything. I'll get these questions and they'll say, what do you think if, and I'll go, uh. Oh, I know who's calling you. I've seen that rap. They've called half dozen other clients of mine. I can tell you exactly what they want. Here's where you negotiate. This thing is worth it. This thing isn't. When you have a resource like that, there's just you can ask all those questions and feel like you're making smart decisions.
0: Yeah. And and you know, I love the fact that you're dentistry specific. That you know, there's so many of us that I'm sure some of you dental assistants have heard your dentist complain if you're not in charge of marketing. <laughs> for your practice. Oh, I can't believe I did that. You know, they sold me the stars and the moon and the sun and, and then they end up getting hosed, you know, cause they didn't do their research or maybe, maybe the, the people, you know, were just, you know, the, the blanket company that, oh, I service optometrists, optometrist. I service, uh, you know, the oil changing people down the road. Like they're not industry specific, which ends up, I think a lot of times it gets us lost. You know, we we're not, honed in on our patient's needs and, you know, our target demographics.
1: Exactly. I mean, they're, they're just, all they're doing is plugging in pieces to build a website. They're not thinking about what motivates your patients. What story are you trying to tell to somebody? Um, how do they make it believable in how it is written and designed and the photography that you use? So when you're dental specific, like you really know that language that patients speak. Um, I have been really uniquely privileged in that I have gone on probably 70 or 80 photo shoots in my lifetime, and I've gotten to interview all these patients and ask them questions about their experiences and what motivated them to come to the dentist in the first place and hear their stories. And I swear, I'm telling you, some of these stories made me cry, and some of them are just so... So when you understand the patient's why, why they do this, why it's important to them, and you can communicate that in your marketing, you connect with people. It's, it's not just people aren't buying a list of services. They assume every dentist knows what they're doing. They're buying people. And so yep. when you can tell those stories, oh, it makes such a difference. I love it.
0: Uh, you know, for my, my dentist, uh, I think it was a year ago or maybe two years ago now. I'm getting old. So everything seems like yesterday, <laughs> uh, but uh, we had a donated service day and mm-hmm. we picked uh, a, a handful of patients that were with her in her first year of practicing dentistry Aww. and whatever treatment they had on their plans that hadn't been completed. We brought them in and did it all donated.
1: That's amazing. I love that idea.
0: And you know, me, I marketed the crap out of it. Um, so, as soon as they were done in the treatment room, I got them back. We did video testimonies. And and it was like this just like you said, Danya, is this one thing that carried throughout all the years is, you know, my dentist always had my best interest. Mm-hmm. You know, my dentist never um, did anything that I didn't need. Uh, the The injections were always painless, or I've always been happy with my results like and that resonates with other people. You just have to be brave enough to ask them for that video testimony that you can then rewire into your website <laughs> and that's a that that's a great way for us to to get the ball rolling
1: it is and and then you can do so much more with that. I mean, you are a huge proponent of social media, but th- You can take that video and repurpose it so many different ways. You can edit it down into little sound bites and put them up on social. You can throw them on YouTube. You can put them on Instagram. There's so many different places to share that message. It's not just for your website. You can send them out in e-market or um, e-newsletters. Do you guys send newsletters out to your patients, the electronic
0: kind? We do um, MailChimp. Perfect. Yes.
1: And take those testimonials and put them out there. You never know who's sitting on the fence about a particular procedure that they just haven't moved forward with. So yep. if you have a patient who's talking about how life-changing that dental implant was, and you send that newsletter or that testimonial specifically to all patients who have incomplete treatment for implants, that would be a great way to really capture their attention and move them forward.
0: Yeah, because you're speaking to their, their emotions, you know, exactly. not their wallet, their emotions.
1: <laughs> People buy with their heart and they justify with their logic. Yes. You got you to get into the heart first.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so uh, Zanya, if we had any listeners that just want more of this and I can only give them this little small piece of you, how do they find you?
1: Um, best place is to go to our website, which is goldenproportions.com. Um, and you'll find our chat on there because we love to chat with people. We get live chats all the time. So if you have any questions, just go on there. You'll probably get an answer from Erica or myself or one of our strategists. Um, Or you can, um, actually, we have a great Facebook group called the Dental Marketing X-Files because, of course, my name starts with an X. Um, And it's a great place to go ask questions and just a safe place so that, again, there are no dumb questions and you can find out more. But website or our uh, Facebook group would be a great place to start.
0: Okay. Perfect. And I got one more question for you. You kind of blew my mind when I met you in New Jersey at the dental marketing that converts conference. Okay. What is this ADA regulation for handicap thing before we leave? You just got to tell the
1: world what you told us. This came out about two years ago for basically the story as I understand it is there was an attorney who started targeting dentists whose website did not have an ADA um, accessible policy listed on their website. Now, Google actually loves for your website to be ADA accessible, meaning that um, you have descriptions on your photos for someone who is visually impaired and can't see the photo, or that the text is not in an image, the text is in a way that um, a web reader could read it. And so every website really ought to be ADA accessible because if it isn't, groups like this, this, uh, law, this law firm literally started sending threatened letters claiming that doctors, doctors were not ADA compliant on their website. You never would have thought. You're like, okay, I have to have a handicap accessible ramp and a handicapped accessible bathroom, chairs where the arms swing out so patients can get in. Why would my website have to be handicap accessible, essentially? And that is why it's a government regulation. So if you do not have an ADA policy at the bottom of your site,
0: um, it's something you want to look into. Wow, you guys, seriously, that's your ammunition. Okay, that, you know what? You go to your go to your practice website right now. See if it's there. And if it's not, that's the first thing you put on your list when you come to your doctor and say, you know what? I want to be the person that helps you grow especially, you know, revamping the website, getting it to where it actually brings new patients in.
1: And, oh, here's one more thing. If they really care about a website that brings patients in, go onto our website and then there's a tab called resources. And I want you guys to download the website conversion checklist. And it's a really simple checklist. You can look at your website and compare it to this checklist. Is my website doing everything that it can to convert the user into an appointment. And if you have a whole bunch of no's, that's the thing you slide under your doctor's nose and say, we need a new website
0: because we're just losing opportunities right and left. Ah, that's amazing, thank you. Yes, you guys go use it now. Well, thank you so much (laughs) for being on this uh, episode with us. I am just, I I, I love what you're doing. I love uh, the feel of your company. I love the fact that you are you know, just for dental offices because we need you. We need more of you. And um and I, I urge you guys if you're a dental assistant listening to this right now, you you have a start point. Okay, guys. You have a start point.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me on today. This was fun.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of D.A. Rockstars. Thank you, Zanya, for telling us more about Golden Proportions Marketing. Seriously, guys, if you're ready to take the bull by the horns and get more responsibility and be a part of bringing new patients into your practice, talk to your dentist. Tell them that you're interested. You can learn. Everybody can learn. You don't start out knowing everything like Manal Sampat says. But there are resources just like GPM that are going to help elevate your website and your reach to new patients. As always, if you need to get a hold to Jules Varney, Dental Assistance Rock Instagram website, Facebook, uh, you can get a hold of DA rock stars through Instagram, Facebook, and find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe place for DAs to learn from each other, to share, to connect on a whole different level that we've never had before. But until next week, keep on suctioning.